Hello and welcome to the LMC Committee podcast. This episode we will be discussing the uh, September meeting. So I'm here with Dr. Reed Baker, Medical Director at the LMC, and Nick Turner, who is the Practice Support Officer. And I'll just start by speaking a little bit about the guests. We were supposed to have two MPs join us at the last meeting, Dr. Caroline Johnson from the Sleaford area and Matt Warman from the Boston Skegness area. However, because of things happening in Parliament, they sent their apologies, so we are trying to reschedule for a future meeting. So one of the big topics we've talked about at uh, many recent uh, LMC committee meetings is the um, ICS that came into existence from the 1st of July this year um, and the uh, ICB, or Integrated Care Board, um, which is the functional unit of the ICS and where we've been aiming to have good uh, general practice representation to help shape um, the health system um, in Lincolnshire and help general practice in Lincolnshire. Um, As we've said before, there's ongoing discussion about various boards that will sit um, within the uh, ICB structures and who will be representing general practice and what the functions of those boards will be. These are ongoing. Um, We are making progress. We have more of our colleagues established in posts in and around these boards now. Um, What we've got to do is is formalise exactly where they sit in the structure and actually got some um, regular function uh, through the meetings and outputs to hopefully help shape things moving forward. I'm cautiously optimistic we'll have had a couple of meetings that by the next committee podcast we'll be able to give a little bit more feedback about how things have gone on these early stages. In terms of standard items on the agenda, um, we talk about things uh, that are happening within the, the ICB um, and in the general practice in Lincolnshire in general. Um, and as, as we've said before, uh, I think uh, we've got an interim um, ICB primary care member partner um, sitting on the ICB board, which is Dr. Dave Baker, who's a long standing LMC committee member. Um, and a GP down in Grantham, uh, which is great for uh, general practice to have representation sat directly on that board. And along those lines, we've also got um, Dr. Sonal Pindosha, I'm sure many listeners know, um, and he's the interim ICB medical director. So uh, an advantage uh, for us in Lincolnshire is that we have two GPs sat um, in those positions. One um, development that we've been keeping a close eye on and trying to support is the return in a new form of protected learning time, which previously uh, links West um, CCG colleagues and GPs used to have uh, the facility of. New programme was due to be um, rolled out in September, um, no dates confirmed yet, um, of what I think is being termed a GP learning network, which will be happening uh, 12 times a year. Um, I understand two different venues on different days. I think a Wednesday afternoon between one and five. And colleagues are going to be in, uh, invited to attend that uh, rolling programme with a wide variety of topics to hopefully help with um, learning for all of our colleagues. We welcomed this as a committee when we discussed it, although our concerns are that this time is not currently protected. Um, in so much as there's no backfill or alternative uh, facility to carry on the clinical work of practices and their um, 
clinicians while they may be attending the learning. Um, so this is something that as committee we felt we need to feed back formally um, to the ICB and we're going to do so because ultimately we want a system that works for everybody and is successful and we're concerned about the number of people who may be able to attend um, if there's no protection. Um, so we will update you on that as we go forward. Lots of clinical pathways and other bits of work going on with our trusts via the ICB. Ongoing work about cancer care reviews. Clearly cancer is one of the most important things that we look after and how we can improve that patient journey um, across uh, the patch. So we're going to hopefully have some documents produced um, from the cancer team um, within the ICB that we might be able to share with um, our patients within practices and also guidance for what might constitute a good cancer care review. There's a lot of work going on due to the understandable backlog of a lot of um, specialities um, due to, at least in part, to the pandemic, um, particularly around the colorectal waiting lists and the two-week waiting list uh, for lower GI as a result. Um, a lot of this seems to focus around fit testing volumes um, and there's a push to have um, all referrals to two-week wait to have fit testing in Lincolnshire, which currently doesn't sit um, in tandem with NICE guidance, um, which until that's changed may mean that um, the Lincolnshire pathways are not fully adhered to by colleagues. Um, there's work going on about how this may be looked at to support colleagues um, who don't feel that they're able to do fit tests at this current time. There was also some discussion about the, um, the cost of the fit tests as well. Yes, it's not a cheap test to do at £15 or so, particularly if we're not sure that we need them in all cases. Yeah. It's also mentioned about it being um, linked to the IIF indicators and that sometimes uh, the IIF indicator is too restrictive and practices can be probably penalised as a result of the, the time scales from requesting the test versus the actual referral. Yeah, and it makes a difficult uh, challenge to consider um, doing a fit referral if a clinician's not sure it meets guidance they may be following while also wanting to achieve um, as good quality as we can to IAF for, for the practices and PCNs. Okay, so I just wanted to move on a little bit to practice resilience, which is something that the LNC um, strives to assist practices with as much as we possibly can. A couple of things that are on the agenda is a practice support network events, which we're trying to run monthly. The next one is on the 21st of September and is to cover information about the NHS app and the accelerated access to patient records. Uh, this is something that's quite important because on the 1st of November, you get access to, patients get access to all their uh, prospective data uh, automatically without even needing an online account. They just need to register for the NHS app and they'll access it. So there's been quite a lot of concern raised around practices about how this will work and what it might mean. Uh, so that's an, an event for people to um, attend and hopefully learn about it. There's also lots of other webinars by NHS uh, Digital Pardon and GEM, System One Trainers. So there's quite a lot of information about that. Uh, following on from that, we hope to run one in uh, middle of October, all about the national workforce reporting and uh, HR best practices in in, um, in in your practice to make sure that you're compliant for 
CQC and good recruiting and retention processes. Uh, we're obviously quite keen to help practices learn what they would like to learn about. So if there are any requests that any practice would like us to consider putting on a uh, training event for then just um, contact us at the LMC and um, we'll do our very best to accommodate you. We have talked about this on many occasions but um, the uh, GPAS system that which we convert onto Opal which is something Secondary Care recognises and we pass the information back to uh, the ICB and other stakeholders. Um, since its inception in May um, we did have initially a 40 to 45 percent uptake from practices um, submitting their information it has over the last month or so dropped off to 30 to 35 percent um, and we're keen to understand why that might be um, so we obviously want to encourage practices to submit that or obviously offer them any training they might need just to do the submission and we're hopeful that we're going to provide a little bit of um, information at the practice managers conference which will come on to in a little while just to show people how easy it is to use but the data that it provides to us which we can then forward onwards is absolutely um, imperative to be able to um, explain to the ICB what the pressures are and where they are and um, where they might need to focus their efforts with um, support alongside us at the LMC so uh, practices please do submit them um, and I would just uh, add to that Nick um, I think we're at a time where the conversation with the ICB they are clearly aware of the issues practices are facing anecdotally but this is where we need the, the real raw data to back up what we're, we're telling them we're approaching winter we know demand is going to peak we know you know staffing absence due to illness is going to peak as well uh, and that's going to uh, potentially leave a gap in service provision so we might see the GPS data change somewhat um, and we'd really welcome uh, additional um, data uh, being submitted from practices because the conversation is how the system can support practices. So this evidence will be crucial. Absolutely. So if anybody out there is unsure how to do it or feels like it's too time consuming, please contact us. Um, it doesn't take very long to do, but um, your data really helps us provide a good picture of what's going on out there. IT and digital, always a hot topic in um, in LMC channels and around practices from when we when we speak to them. A couple of small updates. So there's been a lot of discussion about um, giving um, local managers, practice managers, or IT managers in practices admin rights, and this has been discussed at many levels, including with Arvind Gem and the security people. Um, so what we've done recently is we've done a survey out to practices to give us some evidence to show us uh, now as the feedback when having a local admin right would have saved the practices a lot of time and we've we've received that now and we've um, consolidated all the information and it's all been fed back through the right channels for further discussion um, at a, a probably a board level now. Um, once we have a bit more information, we will obviously let you know. Um, but obviously, if you've got any examples that you want to share with us, then please continue to do so because it is useful. The only other things I think are worth letting people know are, I've already mentioned about the accelerated access to patient data and the NHS app. So they're really pushing for the NHS app to be the, the 
focal app for um, digital access for patients in the county. Um, so, but they want to hopefully encourage it to be developed to make it um, more useful for our patients. Uh, and that's mainly it for um, IT and digital this time. Moving on to one of our favourite topics, and favourite topics for our practices out there is the Care Quality Commission, our favourite CQC. Um, having been out on a couple of um, inspections recently, it's nice to get first-hand knowledge about where and how they're inspecting practices. We do know that it, they are going to look to change the inspection process in the near future, although it's possibility that might be delayed a little bit. Again, CQC are coming to the practice managers conference, so hopefully we might get it um, uh, from them direct about what their thoughts and their plans are. So if you haven't signed up for that event, please do so because getting information firsthand um, is, is really, really useful. At the LMC, we're quite keen to support practices to maintain their CQC compliance. So if any practice out there wants a fresh set of eyes on how and what they do. Uh, we've got a robust system which we can use to, to come out and go through with you and um, and see how you're doing and give you a few pointers if there are ideas or things you want to consider changing. Um, it's much better to do it now before you get an inspection date than it is when you get your two week notice because we know how busy you will be in preparation. So if you do want us to come out and please get in touch with us we're very happy to help so one topic we've talked about um uh, several times over the last uh, committee meetings is the community pharmacy consultation service which i know a lot of um, practices are using and colleagues are probably fairly fami familiar with um, i think like all new services it, it's been useful for a lot of practices in, in different ways and um, some practices aren't using it yet some people some practices are only partially using it um, and i think some of the uh, referral processes involved in it and some of the information practices may or may not get back has hampered uh, a fully successful rollout but the scheme really keen to further bolster the service um, and they're coming to the gp conference in november um, to talk further about it um, and some listeners may be aware ironically that uh, currently they don't tend to provide a service for ear assessment um, apart from a few small number of uh, pharmacies there is some training going on um, to um, upskill some more of our community pharmacy colleagues to be able to do this as part of the scheme um, so the advice um, has been to discuss with your local pharmacy in case they are currently offering it and you aren't aware or if they're con uh, planning to take undertake training in this which I understand is going to happen primarily towards the end of this calendar year. One of the things we hear from practices about the community pharmacy service is that um, it it differs from pharmacy to pharmacy. The quality seems to differ and some of it might be all about relationships they have with practices. If a practice is not having the level of service they expect from their local pharmacy, what, what can they do? From the, con the community pharmacy consultation scheme, do you mean? Um, so I think they can let us know and give us, uh, you know, um, good examples of uh, difficulties they're facing with the scheme. Some of the said is IT related, and it depends which clinical uh, system a practice might be using. Um, some of it may be um, the email addresses. Sometimes 
understand practices are not getting paperwork back from the service um, because some of the registered emails are out of date. And then, unfortunately, due to staffing in some of the pharmacies, I think it's making it difficult for them to, at times, fully uh, staff the service. But anything um, you can feedback um, that can help uh, both general practice and the community pharmacy um, sites would be really useful. And we have regular discussions with the um, with our LPC, our pharmacy uh, colleagues, um, and we, they're keen also to help the service be a success. Because it should, in theory, take pressure off practices, which is obviously what what we all want. Indeed. Um, so one thing, another thing we discussed um, uh, is the regular meetings we have with our various trusts across Lincolnshire. Um, primarily a lot of these discussions are with ULHT as our large provider um, and we provide a little bit of an update to committee, um, including that the refresh of the DATIX or incident reporting form that I'm sure practices are aware of um, is still underway but has um, slowed somewhat due to um, issues within um, the ICB to continue with the refresh but um, when this process is completed we'd encourage practices to submit datix scissors I'm not sure what the plural of datix I um, is but we'll go for that um, because again it helps us when we're trying to discuss how things could be changed to make the patient journey and um, life in general practice as well as secondary care easier. One very difficult piece of work that we face in general practice is some of the um, tardiness and inaccuracies around um, EDD documents um, and that's an ongoing piece of work that we've picked up and hopefully we'll make progress on the both the timeliness and the accuracy um, of these documents. As many colleagues will be aware outpatient lists are not improving and we're more than aware and raises frequently that our colleagues across general practice and support patients for longer periods of time than they would have pre-pandemic for example um, while they wait for their outpatient appointments and surgery which is a, a workload burden uh, in addition to normal general practice and as part of that the hospitals uh, nationally are pushing for increased utilisation of advice and guidance services, which I know many colleagues find useful, um, but also is causing additional workload in general practice um, due to tests that might be asked um, as a result of a nice advice and guidance reply to be done within general practice that we may not have done routinely. Um, there's also thoughts about how medical legally it sits within general practice um, to have a patient who would normally referred uh, not actually within the hospital system rather than that rather they are just um, having the treatments or tests as advised by the hospital to the general practice um, themselves um, and we're aware in some parts of the country this is a funded service and we know there's a, a shift to move workload into the community closer to home for patients which can have many benefits but the additional workload needs to be able to support general practice so we're pushing for this regularly We've had ongoing discussions with LCHS uh, around community nursing, uh, authority to administer forms and general communications in a two-way fashion um, and we're hoping that we're making progress in both of those ways and we'll update you at the next committee meeting. I think they were the main um, discussion points from our local trusts um, but people will probably be aware of the rollout from next April of the community medical examiner um, uh, pro referral process um, which we talked about before um, and we had a uh, meeting with the community medical examiners team and they're keen to, for practice to pilot the service ahead of uh, it becoming mandated 
from April next year. Um, and I think that some practices may have been concerned about the workload this may entail to refer every patient um, death to the service um, at what's a very busy time when it's not mandated until next April. But to avoid um, any IT issues and just to get used to the uh, pathway, um, the service were wondering if practices might want to uh, sign up on a partial um, basis. If your practice would um, like to consider doing this, then um, we will add the contact details for the community medical examiners team um, as part of the update um, that will go onto the website and emailed out to practices. And so do get in touch with them. Am I right in thinking that there are still some practices out there who are piloting this program in full? There are some. I think there's about seven or eight currently um, fully uh, piloting. Um, we've not had a lot of feedback yet on how they're finding it. Um, but again, that will be useful information as they go along. I'm just going to go through some of the support that the LMC offers to practices whilst I've got the opportunity. We are continuing to make courtesy calls to practices uh, to support, uh, to offer support, gather feedback, and um, just generally check in with each practice individually. As an extension of that, we have been going out to practices to offer an in-person um, support for specific things. Um, I know Nick mentioned earlier the. CQC walkthroughs, that's just one way that we've been um, supporting. If there is anything specific um, that you, you need help with, do get in touch with us. Um, we're, we are asking that practices um, offer direct dials to the practice manager because, again, we don't make, whilst we're making these uh, courtesy calls, we don't want to block up um, the main phone lines to the practices. That would be really helpful if, if you'd have, um, be able to offer a direct dial number. Please do get in touch with us. Um, we are there to help. Um, if we don't know the answer to some of your questions, generally we'll know somebody who does. So um, yes. please let us know. Um, some other ways that we can support you. We uh, have a really, really extensive uh, wellbeing page on our website with lots of resources. We have directories for GP support services and directories for um, the, the wider practice team to access support services. And there's also lots of resources and self-help um, apps and um, other like links to websites that, that people can use. So it's a really, really useful tool there for, for people to access. Um, we've also managed to get the Live Life to the Full resources extended further so you can access those again through the uh, the wellbeing page there's a code on there that practice staff um, in Lincolnshire can use to access the uh, the, uh, the courses and the, the live life to the full resources. We also offer lots of different training and events to practices to um, support them in that way so just to mention a couple of things that are coming up we've got the practice manager conference on the 13th and 14th of October um, it's very nearly fully booked, as Nick said earlier, so um, if you want to get booked in, do go to the website to, to book your place there. We've also got uh, another practice management support network taking place on the 19th of October. 
The GP Society meeting uh, will be taking place on the 3rd of November and again that's face-to-face -face in Louth, Lincoln and Sleaford and I think this next one is with uh, Professor Ali Rashid as the, uh, as the speaker. We've also got the GP conference that's open for bookings now and that's taking place on the 30th of November and there's lots of other different um, training sessions that you can get booked onto through our main events page. And I assume that if practices were looking for something specific that they would like training on, they could approach us and we could see if it's something we could source for them? Definitely, yes. We're, yeah, we're always happy to help. And if there's enough demand, then we're always happy to look at whether we can facilitate that training as well. So we also had a, a update, a GPC update from um, Dr. Kieran Sherrick, um, which generated lots of debate, a really difficult time um, for general practice, particularly as we enter into winter um, and the post-pandemic uh, demand hasn't eased over the summer. Um, it's that time where the GPC are having negotiations about the next year's contract, um, but with a, a wider view of a, a much hopefully improved contract from, from April 2024 onwards. Um, a lot of the discussion was about what we are currently doing in general practice, uh, what we should be doing in general practice in terms of what we're best placed to do. Um, there's a recognition nationally um, of workforce um, shortages and an increased demand for a multitude of reasons. And a lot of colleagues feel it's a real struggle um, to balance these now, um, yet alone what may happen in the future. So um, Kieran and his colleagues are really keen to understand what we like to see in general practice, what's realistic for general practice that can support uh, a sustainable general practice going forward to, to support our patients um, because the workload of, of many of our colleagues is, is so high that it's making them feel unwell and we see that in the, in the, in the data that we see sadly. Um, so patients need a, a functional general practice so much discussion about what the future of general practice should look like. Um, and as part of that, there's um, updated safe working guidance um, due to be produced uh, by the BMA, which will give practices an indication of, of a national direction on what they might want to consider doing in terms of the work they're performing in general practice each day. So we'll look forward to seeing that. Um, and then the last thing that I wanted to mention was the LMC committee meetings. Um, we've Our next committee meeting is uh, going to be taking place on the 11th of October. If you would like to attend as an observer, uh, please let us know well in advance so that we can um, adjust the catering numbers. We welcome observers at all of our committee meetings um, and we, re we encourage it uh, really so that you can understand what we do and what we talk about at these meetings. If you'd like to know more about what was discussed on today's podcast, you can find the LMC committee reports on the LMC website. They're just in the LMC committee section um, listed and you can access all previous reports as well. Thank you for listening to uh, this month's episode. Uh, we'll be back after the October meeting in a few weeks with some more updates for you. Thank you very much.